Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Tim Hortons, in uh, their statement, after they withdrew their sponsorship for Hockey Canada, we've communicated to Hockey Canada on many occasions that the organization needs to take strong and definitive action before it can regain the faith and trust of Canadians. We're deeply disappointed in the lack of progress that Hockey Canada has made to date. Scotiabank, from Hockey Canada, we expect a tangible commitment to transparency with Canadians, strong leadership accountability with our stakeholders, and the hockey community and improved safety both on and off the ice. Ultimately, our position hasn't wavered. The time for change is long overdue. Tell us. Uh, we're deeply disheartened by the lack of action and commitment from Hockey Canada to drive the necessary cultural change. It's not cynical. No matter what uh, Miss Skinner may think. It isn't. Alison Forsyth is a former Olympic skier. Board member at Athletes Can, that's Canadian national team athletes, partner and chief operating officer at ITP Sport, safe sport consulting and programming agency. She was sexually assaulted by a former national ski team coach, Bertrand Charest, who was eventually sentenced to 12 years in prison for sexual assaults on numerous skiers, but had his sentence reduced because, according to the parole board, he was judged low risk to reoffend. How they established that is a mystery only the parole board well, you know what we've talked about on that. Allison, thank you for coming on. How are you? Well, thank you um, for having me, and thank you for that introduction. <laughs> and I also could have some words for that parole board, obviously, but thank you. Yeah. It's unfortunate parole boards make these decisions the way they do, and then they, <laughs> then they issue statements like low risk to reoffend. If you've got a dozen sexual assaults on your docket, how do you know that it's not a... F- one-time offender, even that's, I mean, you can't excuse that. Well, when you hear, what is this Hockey Canada uh, reality and what was testified to in, in Parliament uh, this past week, what is, what is it left you with? Well, what it's left me with is a few things. One is astonishment, to be frank, um, in the way that they, you know, the, the dig their heels in defensive tone where now I believe um, you know, they're even basically taking on our government at this point. Um, so I, I was astonished that we're still in this conversation. Um, and, you know, it's interesting with the sponsors pulling out and the statements that you just read out loud to the listeners. Um, you know, what I believe is swift and definitive action is code for, you know, I think everyone would agree at this point that the leadership needs to shift. Um, but really, we don't look at, have to look much further back than the last six to eight weeks where I, as a safe sport expert, could call out numerous um, missteps and lack of action um, that they have taken. So, um, you know, it's, it's terrifying that um, they feel that the change, that they can do the change, that they haven't shown. Um, and, 
you know, we at IEP know firsthand what it looks like to shift the culture and how to make a sport safer, and they haven't done anything even remotely related to that in the last four years, to be honest. So um, definitely need leadership change there. Yeah, as you were speaking, I just uh, was thinking that we're, we have different levels of, of this issue here. We have athletes who are alleged to have committed gang sexual assault, with the national oversight body arguably closing its eyes and paying instead of holding players and the organization and itself to account, paying out money. And we have athletes who are sexually, physically, and emotionally subjected to abuse within national organizations and programs, which is what happened to you. These issues yep. overlap. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's mind-numbing. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, safety is paramount, and I think, I mean, it's excellent that you just distinguished between those, between those two things. When we talk about the term safe sport, um, we are usually referencing, as you mentioned, the protection of all participants within the organization, um, and this, you know, I, I don't want to say curveball, I think we should have seen it coming, which is the protection of the general public. Um, and I think what's interesting in this case that I haven't heard enough about, to be honest, is, you know, once Hockey Canada had this information and this evidence at hand, um, they could have, you know, stepped in as the complainant and should have stepped in as the complainant against their own players. So we have dealt with cases like that where, you know, I will not sit here and, and nobody, I think, should sit here and, and speak for the alleged victim in this case. And I only say alleged to be respectful um, but I also don't like being referred to as an alleged victim very often. But, um, you know, the victim in this case, nobody can speak for her and nobody should. And I believe that has also happened. Um, but what we need to remember is that they had a duty um, to actually prosecute even without um, her involvement in my understanding. So, you know, there's many missteps that they've taken, um, whether, you know, an overt cover up is, I think, what we're dealing with here. That's exactly what happened to me. So. You know, above all else, it's hard to trigger me, Roy. You know, I work in this space now. I talk to hundreds um, of athletes who have been victimized. Um, we work really hard with organizations who are committed to changing. So we see all sides, and it's just, you know, terrifying to me. I'm very curious as to where are all their other complaints that have come in over the years around the seven other forms of maltreatment. You know, I'm, I'm very interested to know what has happened to all of those victims of bullying, hazing, neglect, harassment, physical abuse, and psychological abuse. Yeah, and they had a second fund, we found out from the Globe, mm -hmm. a second fund. And and it, uh, we only have a few seconds. We have about a, about a minute. Uh, Alpine Canada tried to, uh, wanted you to keep quiet. Yes. I mean, yes. it's, it's... Yeah, so, so my experience there, Roy, you know, I don't, I don't mind talking about it. it you know I was sat down in a in a house on a bed with with my abuser and, and the head of the organization at the time and they looked directly at me the two of them two men um, and said you know Allison we need to keep quiet on this or we will lose all our sponsors and you won't have a career and no one else will so I then to be frank that was more traumatic to me over the next 17 years until a victim of his was the first person that you know really you know, went to the RCMP and he was arrested within 12 hours. If that doesn't give your listeners an understanding of the egregious nature of our abuse, nothing will. Nothing will. So I know firsthand the trauma of not feeling okay. um, supported and believed. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.